You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast, I'm your host TK, we've got the boys with me, g'day Andy. How you going CK, good good little session today, I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait, Corby, g'day mate. Boys, how are we? Alright boy, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing a little crossover with the Supercoach Champions, so one of the, the best Supercoach podcasts out there, our friends, let's introduce them in, g'day Wolf. Hi going TK, thanks for uh, doing this with us, it's been uh, it's been very exciting and uh, a year in, a, in in the making, right? I chatted with you about this last year. <laughs> I did, and we couldn't fit it in, but I'm really glad to do it this way. I should have probably introduced you better than this. 2016 Supercoach <laughs> Champion, absolute royalty we've got on our hands. Sorry ancient about missing history, that out, mate. Ancient history, that's what I am. Do you, you have a shirt on? Does that say 2016 Champ? Would you make that yourself? <laughs> no, no, no. Con- contrary to popular belief, I don't wear that shirt around the house. <laughs> hey, Wilf, Only you, when I go out. Wilf, you get one of these. <laughs> Introducing next, Joe Fitzgerald. He might not have won the Supercoach Champions, but one of the most respected people within the Supercoach community. Welcome in, Joe Fitz. Two truths and a lie. I think I picked up the lie, boys. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> um, and uh, if you spend too much time with Wilf, uh, beware if he starts telling you about the time he traded Jake Granville in in 2016. <laughs> I actually just, can't wait for this story. Him as soon as you can. <laughs> I'll give How good is this bloke? All right, and lucky last, we've got the 2021 champion. He's the king of the he's the king of the ring right now. Welcome in, Tim. G'day, mate. Thank you very much for uh, adding king in the ring to my title. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Do we, make, uh, do we make Timmy the love interest straight ooh, off the bat? Yeah, definitely. I've been watching um, a lot of um, Married at First Sight, and I'm a single guy, and you know, I'm desperate to get seen, so I'm thinking I might give that a crack next year. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Ladies out there, the 2021 champion is single, so you hit him up on, what's your, what's your DM? Where can we find you? Uh, the SC Lurker. Oh, no, Probably. the Lurker. <laughs> Jesus. No, no, guys, guys let, let's, let, let's be clear. In the lead-up to round one of uh, the Supercoach season, Timmy's been getting more media coverage than Prince Andrew lately. Um, you, you, can't, you can't go onto the Supercoach page without seeing an article with him and his mates in I am getting so a bit of coverage. He doesn't need a boost. <laughs> That's right. Okay. All right, so we brought on the boys tonight because we want to learn a bit about Supercoach, and I think being in the fantasy community, I think there's a little bit of space for both. To be honest, I'll tell you a little truth. I actually listen to more Supercoach podcasts than I do NRL Fantasy podcasts. And the reason why is because of your attacking nature of your game, I just feel that you see some stuff that we don't see. And I really like you guys as analysts as well because I think you see the game really, really well, especially a few of the ones that I only listen to, three of them. I won't name all of them so we don't plug everyone else. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm a real big fan, Andy. Oh, look, I sort of haven't been. I'm I'm terrible at Supercoach, but I always try to use the – Use my sort of stats for Supercoach. It doesn't, doesn't work out. I think when me and Will were talking earlier, where it's the attacking stats are a lot different. So 
I'm already I'm in this year. Corbs was actually you were a super coach player before you were a fantasy player, mate. Yeah, a guy at work got me into it, and I was like, no, that doesn't sound interesting at all. Way too much time, and now I spend double or triple the amount of time that he does. And yeah, originally I listened to the Supercoach podcast because there was just no fancy podcasts out there. Um, it's sort of taken off a bit over the last couple of years. But yeah, I still have plenty of time for the Supercoach podcast. Um, that is me in the car. It's just super casual fantasy, just catching up on all the different podcasts. <laughs> Boys, and yeah, if we don't finish in the top thousand after tonight, we are kidding ourselves. Like we got the two royal, the three royalties here. Like we can't get better tutors than this, boys. Well, me and Corby are in, are in a comp together, so uh, that'll be the, the talking point this year. He can get rank, rank higher. It, it's like bringing Joey Johns to your footy club, bringing him in to catch the half. Surely they've got to perform. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with that is, I think, how, how often does Joey Johns actually pay off for the halfback he's coaching? Yeah, oh, yeah. Moses. I think sometimes it's like intuitive, right? Like he he can't explain to the half what they should do because he sees it, he knows it, but sometimes the half doesn't quite get it. Hopefully, we're a little bit better than that when when we teach you guys <laughs> yeah. super coach. But well, it's yeah. funny that you mention that because Andy will struggle to get it, but hopefully, he picks up something. I'm more of a just eyes up footy character, you know. I'll just sort of play on the line, hit the line, just run the ball hard like a forward. Question, boys: Is Jake Granville a good player in fantasy? No. Was he ever a good player in fantasy? I'm just, I'm just asking for a friend who might. Look, I think maybe a couple of years ago, I'd probably say 2016 when he had actually had a crack at the the nine. Where now he's yeah, no, irrelevant. Fair enough. All right, so you know, you're just you're just asking for me to tell that story, aren't you? I mean, <laughs> no, please don't. Once upon a time. <laughs> All right, so structure tonight. We'll learn the key rules, a little bit around the salary caps, and uh, tips for a good start. So we got to get to a good start with these three around. We'll compare a few of the top players, and uh, we'll have a look, maybe a little bit about team structure as well, so we can be firing for round one. But we'll finally kick us off with some of the key rules around Supercoach, mate. Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, so I guess when you talk about key rules, I mean, a lot of it is in many ways fit, similar to NRL fantasy, right? It's based off the actual stats that are, you know occur on the field and they translate to points. Uh, probably the biggest thing that needs to be explained is the difference is like for NRL fantasy, you guys use NRL.com, like the official stats from the official uh, NRL body, but whereas uh, we use Fox Sports stats for some reason. Okay. And that sometimes can be a little bit controversial, but no doubt we'll go into that a little bit later. Um, you know, in terms of you know the, the the scoring, we play 17 players each week, so that's 13 starters and four reserves. You get the captain, one player, and their their score gets doubled. And yeah, pretty much that's it. There's a few you know fiddly bits and pieces which we can talk about a bit more, like auto emergencies, vice captaining loopholes and stuff like that, but. Yeah, in, in essence, it's probably not too far different from NRL fantasy. And obviously, the, the person who scores the most come end of season wins, wins money. <laughs> so what would you say, like, where do you sort of spend your cash more for super coach? Is it sort of the mids or is it edges or winger fullbacks? Yeah, look, recently, I think, and maybe Tim, you should weigh in on this one since you are the one who did mm. the best last year. <laughs> so you, you've obviously Which clued in most than anyone else. There's a lot of different strategies you can go to start the year. I think you mostly want to spend your money to start the year and to finish the year and at all times of the year in your fullbacks. You want to have the best two fullbacks you can possibly probably have. Yep. Um, or if the 
best two fullbacks. One of them's way too expensive, like Tommy <laughs> Javojevic. You might have to sacrifice and go this, uh, the second and third best, but that's a discussion for later. Um, also, I find, yeah, the halves, half and 5'8", you kind of want primos there. Um, see... Uh, there's the, like the wingers, centers and wingers. You can probably start off lighter and generate cash to work up to keepers yep. there. A lot of people like to start strong in that position, though, and start with keepers. But I think it's just a bit harder to generate that money elsewhere yeah, in other okay. spots of the field. So I try to target um, cheapies in the centers and the wings. But, um, yeah, I also think the prop position can be a funny one. That that's one where you, I think you can either want to spend big on, or you can either want to spend very little on. I would be, I wouldn't want to be somewhere in between. I don't think. So we're probably talking a different language to you guys because you guys don't have prop and second row and stuff like that. You got mids and edges, right? Yeah. yeah well, it only it. just changed. Uh, was it last year? So there we got we got forward or mids, and then there's edges, and the wing of fullbacks are sort of. Combined with the uh, centers and the centers by themselves. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, oh, Tim, wow. you've, you've not played NRL fantasy, right? Because what yeah, if I know you, you could have Tommy, yeah, Appenhausen, uh, and Teddy all starting for you every week? <laughs> it's pretty exciting. But you're going to tell me it's not that good of a thing? They're not going to score that well or something? Maybe? No, I'll, we can go into it. The, the yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do yeah, that. Looking at the top ten of each is a bit of a. A different sort of mind, mind explosion yeah. for those that are new or those that are sort of just set in their ways in Supercoach and Fantasy because there, there is a big difference when you look at that top 10 with the positions. In in terms of building around one team, boys, I think, you know, and we'll go into the differences in scoring, but the, there's so much more volatility in Supercoach and attacking uh, points are awarded, you know, much more, or at least you get much more for attacking stats relative to, to NRL fantasy. So when Timmy was talking about kind of filling your centre wings with cheapies, that's kind of a gamble because you're gambling on them getting those attacking stats and scoring up to what a more expensive player will do. Um, so guns and rookies, uh, when we talk about that as a, as a kind of a go-to super coach option, we're generally talking about stacking your centre wings or I guess, you know, you guys have wing fullback and centre. We've got centre wings and fullback separate, yeah. um, you know, going cheap in those volatile positions, hoping they, they cross the line, get some line breaks, and, and all of a sudden they're kind of scoring as much as your, your typical guns are. Yeah, Joe, with a $10 million salary cap, like we're thinking, because our salary cap's much lower, it's 9.4, and we've got less players than you. How, are you, how many, because at the moment, because of COVID, we're probably looking at we nearly need a squad, I'm calling it now. We can't really have any placeholders or anything like that, so we're probably looking at needing 21 players, considering what happened in Canberra last week. How many players do you guys think you will need, especially for round one and maybe the whole season? Well, that was the big eye-opener, I think, last year because, you know, not only COVID but the the kind of flip-flopping on sin bins and, and all the suspension stuff meant that you had to carry a much deeper roster. You know, there were players, you know, it has been viable in the past with Supercoach. Um, you know, we've got a term called enough, which is someone who is not going to sniff you know, the field for a player, but he's bottom dollar, so you have him filling a roster spot. People were starting with, you know, one, maybe two nuffs if one of them might be a young player that gets a go later in the year just to help, you know, with your salary cap for round Same one. trade as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're often dual position players. So um, that's that's probably a big 
you know, kind of culture change for people in Supercoach that that's pretty much not something that's viable given that, you know, in any given week there could be five, six or more people out COVID-wise or or with suspension just the way the modern game is. So, um, yeah, looking at certainly final teams you want kind of 22 or your 25 being anyone that you could be happy with running in your 17 any week. Um, you tend to take more flyers just because of the salary restrictions in round one, but typically you want all 25 playing in some kind of fashion and scoring points for you. Team value is obviously in both games so big, um, but when you hit it right from round one in Supercoach and get off to a flyer, that can inform how well your season goes often. I'll probably throw in a little bit more in terms of the differences. Like Obviously for Supercoach, one of the key things is our players our price rises don't happen until their third game mm, each that's for everyone yeah. and that's huge like i think uh, a lot of the season supercoach players have always wanted at least even if it's after two games the price might change or like for you guys every game actually has a bearing on their price i think that's a, a key difference as to why i think you know sometimes the the salary cap can be you know i guess built up differently yeah. um, we get a couple of goes to look at someone before we jump on and we know they're going to make yeah. a certain amount of dollars Whereas you can't have to go sight and scene, right? They're named. You don't. You haven't seen them on the field necessarily, and you get to back your gut as to whether you get a good read on them. So that's probably one thing. Uh, we obviously have squads of thirty, so seventeen starters, and then there's you know a reserve um, in pretty much every position. Uh, sorry, squads of twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah, I was, I was like, where'd you get those? <laughs> I, was, I was dreaming about having squads of what thirty. What did the Daily Telly get? Five extra, five extra players on his screen, doesn't he? <laughs> Tommy Sankster hasn't hooked you up for your extra players yet, mate. No, I haven't, I haven't got those yet, mate. It's the bonuses for winning. No, no, squads of twenty-five, but we got to obviously stretch our cap across that. And I think t- to what Joe was saying before, like the attacking stats are so key for us because, and this is probably we'll, we'll talk about it, some of the scoring differences. I mean, tries for us are worth 17 points yeah. for a try, uh, which I think that's how, – how much is it for a try for you guys? It's eight. Yeah, it's a huge that's difference. Huge, yeah. like, more than twice the points. And then often, you know, the tries company with, with a line break, that's 10 points for us as well. And then you get try sits at, at, at 12 points. Line break assists at eight points. Yep. So just like that, you know, that that's a 27-point bonus if it's, you know, try with a line break. You add two points for, a, you know, a run over – uh, eight meters to score. They bump off a player on the way. It's two points for a tackle bust as well. So well, that, that explains the difference between turbo and um, so fantasy and supercoach. The turbo, his average in fantasy eighty four <laughs> compared to one hundred forty three in supercoach. <laughs> so those tries and try, those try assists really do matter. It's, that being that being said. There's not been a season like that in Supercoach before. That oh, is okay. just the outlier of outliers. We were an anomaly. We were like, okay. yeah, he scored yeah. more than any other player in only 15 games when other players were getting 25 rounds, you know what I mean? Like for the season. <laughs> yeah. so it's pretty ridiculous. It's funny also you, that the three games before they um, actually have a price increase because TK's created this, um, this rule called the three-date rule. So before he drops a player from his team, he has to – Gives him, him three chances, or before he picks them up, give him three chances to show their sort of worth or non-worth <laughs> before he, he drops he always, them or picks them up. He always breaks that, though, just desperately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you do, you know, geez, Zach Senior, I'm pretty sure he picked him up after one game and he did nothing for him. So. Bit, Bit of a dry spell. Yeah. Oh, big time. You, you've got to catch up. 
TK, usually what happens after three dates is a good thing, though, mate. Or <laughs> yeah, well, that's why. You, you definitely know. <laughs> or, or you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Timmy, with trading players in, you know, you said that the price rises don't happen before the third game. Did you, do you guys ever, well, first, first with yourself, Tim, do you ever bring in a player before that third game? Yeah, so you'd be sort of trying to scramble to get, because you'll know, like, in the first week, you'll see, oh, uh, He's gone, like, there's a couple of players that have gone really well. So you can only do use two trades normally. This year, you can use three. Okay. You can boost it up to three if you want. Um, but you can only do that up to three times. Is that right, Wilf? Or five? Uh, it should be five. So, yeah, this five. is brand new, like, super yeah, good. Right. New rules. Yeah. New rules, yeah. Crazy. So we've got this new rule where we can boost um, our trades per week. It's, I think it's to cover for COVID, um, okay. mostly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, if you wanted to any given week, you could apply a, an extra trade up to only five times throughout the year. But, um, yeah, you sort of find – you might find you're rushing in two players this week and then you know you're going to get in another two yeah. the week after because you're trying to beat that price rise sort of thing. Gotcha. Are you, are you looking so, for someone that's like hit a, like a 100 for that first week? Are you jumping on straight usually up someone or? that you didn't expect to – they've gotten more minutes or something. Like yeah, round okay. one, they've come along and there's someone you think they're only going to get 20 minutes or something off the bench and then they ended up starting as a starting prop or something and they're juicy juicy cheap and you're like oh, I've got to get him last year that was Ryan James yeah um, everyone sort of rushed to get him in and it, he just ended up sitting in most sides being annoying which he did for my side <laughs> side most of the year just, so a lot of those times they're just sort of panic ones I think you just need to take a deep breath and go do I really need this guy yeah. you know what I mean do I really need him so so, uh, but yeah, to, to that um, point though, with the three game thing, I don't know how the, your price rises are calculated, but we have like a three game rolling average. Corbs, you're an expert in. at this. You, you... <laughs> Corby loves so, his price rises. Why don't you explain a little bit on the NRL before we move on? Uh, geez, well, I haven't dived into it as much as we, I know Wilf's all over the math side of ours. I, I don't really know. I just know that ours is a point. I think it's thirteen points for. Um, 13k per point 13k per point um so if, you, yeah, if someone's gotten like five or ten you know exactly they're going to get they're going to get 10 point average they're making 130k so it's sort of easy but on sort the of... app though tk it gives you the you can chuck in the predicted games yeah. predicted scores i reckon that's wrong but corbs it's always like out do you guys like how is your app for starters because our app is absolutely like i don't even do you guys swear on your like? I've, I, I really, like it. I like our app. I don't know. It's what it looks like. The field. It's I find it fairly user friendly. I'm not very good with technology at all, and I find it quite yeah user friendly, and I like it. Nice. The you still submit. Handy. You still submit your oh. trades by post. Well, what about <laughs> what about you being an employee? How do you like the app, mate? I'm, I'm a contractor. <laughs> I'm good. No, look, I I don't use the app to make trades. Basically, if I can avoid it, okay. I just um, there's you know, it, it's random. Like for the most part, it's good, but you know, the one time it doesn't work is when you need to, you know, your trade in and whatever. And I just, yeah, I'd rather not risk it. And because I'm I'm lucky enough, like I work from home, so I'm constantly on the computer, so it's easy for me. I know not everyone's that fortunate to you know, be able to have that easy access to make trades, whatever. But yeah, I think um, just going back to what you were saying before, TK, about, you know, who do you look for um, when wanting to trade in someone? Yep. It's usually the second game. If, if their price hasn't moved yet, um, it's the second game that you're looking for that you want the big 100 or whatever. Because what I was saying with Supercoach, the way their pricing works is it's a three-game rolling average. So 
if you know they 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 score a, a thirty and then a hundred and then you know that hundred stays in there for a couple of price rises. Whereas if it's their first game, they score a hundred, but by the time they actually change their price by the third game, that that hundred drops out of their score, and then you know their their, their price rises might might not go as high as you'd hope. Yeah, so That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always the second or third game ideally that you really want that big score in there. But yeah, like what Timmy was saying is like sometimes just if you're going early, it's because you know you're going to need two trades for something else the, the yeah. following week. So whether it's two other, you know, maybe there's going to yeah, be three okay. absolute must have um, downgrades that are going to make a heap of cash, or there's a really juicy you know pod or really juicy gun who's going to be at a per- perfect price that you want to jump on next week. He's got or, roll dice. or someone's debut looks so tasty that he's obviously going to be a superstar like Zach Shinny. <laughs> oh, absolute legend. Well, a funny uh, a funny uh, position or person in playing position, Jason Saab. So to give a bit of um, insight, he scored what, 98 one round and then he proceeded to score 4, 12, 7 and then 21 the next four rounds after that. That was similar in ours as well. It was the same, but at least I suppose that's sort of levelled out with that three sort of time, if you didn't pick him up early. Yeah, I think think for your 91, was it? Um, Was this round 16 and he played the Bulldogs? Yeah, Yeah, he got the three tries. Yeah, yeah, in in Supercoach, he scored 162 that round. Right. And then he scored 12, 11, and 28 in the next three games. So definitely correlates. He did too. That fifth game might have been a zero Andy, but yeah, anyway, he was honking after that one big monster score. Another thing I want to touch on, um, so dual position players. So naturally, um, every having a fancy and super coach, but do you know if they update straight away after the first round or do you sort of look for um, waiting to see if they come up or like do they sort of give updates? Yeah, so we're, we've complained about this for years, but ours were fixed at the start of the season. They don't Ooh. have a dual position. Or, or anything, it doesn't change for the rest of the year. Oh. Now they've introduced you know, new rules for, for 2022. Uh, there's going to be three points throughout the year, round six, round 12, and round 18, where they'll review and add a dual position. So it's very clearly they, they will only add, they won't take away, and yeah, they yeah, won't yeah. You know, um, adjust rude, from hey. there. So. Gotcha. <laughs> you, know, you had a position, yeah. a player in your hooker spot and he takes off him, I'm going to keep him there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. De- <laughs> that's what I was thinking at first. Was the that- game... Oh, sorry. Supercoach definitely kind of revels in the difficulty of it. Like, you know, um, trades are deliberately kept low so that, you know, you can, it can be viable to just blow all your trades early. But guess what? You know, you'll probably only be fielding 12 fit guys, you know, towards the back end of the year because you've run out of trades and there's injuries and suspensions. That's been similar with the with the dual position stuff, yeah. and certainly a few years ago they they went. I think there was one year Moses and by the Bulldogs quite reasonably could have been the first ever four position player. I think in Supercoach is only been one, two, three <laughs> position players, but that was the year before where he was the hooker, he was the halfback, five eight center for the whole deal. In Supercoach, he was halfback only. Okay, hey. so they they kind of revel in the fact that dual position players are rare. And you really need to be tactical in how you set your side up and, and, and your trades. That's that's kind of part of part of the shtick. Gotcha. See, that's the that's the nice way of saying it. I honestly think they just didn't have the the tech know how <laughs> or the the reliability of the the platform being able to adjust. And maybe they finally worked it out this year. Hey, the contractor Joe, would know. <laughs> Joe, how does the when you're replacing a player, you can only replace a player with the exact same dual positioning, correct? 
no. So um, that's in in Supercoach, the the highest kind of value tends to be a centre wing second row because they're the positions with the most yep. roster depth, so you can afford to carry, um, you know, someone who might only be there for his dual position status. So you can, if you've got a dual uh, second row centre wing sitting in your second row, yep. you can. Um, well, what I meant by that, and move them down, all well, that stuff. Yeah. What I meant by that is I was having problems last year. So just say I have a half hooker, right? But my hookers are both just hookers. I can't move him to hooker, can I? No, because that'd be three hookers, right? Okay, because in our game we actually can do that. You can actually, oh, wow. move, yeah, yeah, you can move it as long as you've got one of the positions in there. But you can't. The other one will have to go back onto the bench. You can't just. But you can be a scoring player off the bench in fantasy. Well, our bench could have literally eight hookers on it if you wanted to. So you could have four scoring hookers and four reserve hookers. Not that you're going to, but it gives you that option. Like you said, I mean, if- that, that many hookers sounds like a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was actually a big strategy going into 2020. Yeah, there was, it was hooker. Big hooker parties. Simpkins and Little. And, it was yeah. called the whole strategy. It was a good, good theory, but it cost a fortune. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I probably should explain that. So, super coach. So, defensive. Was- sorry. Will, so, defensive points obviously are rewarded a lot more. So, hookers are. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, Tim, we got your attention really quickly there, mate. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you know, hookers are pretty dud at the moment in Supercoach, unless you've got Harry Grant's killing it. You know, he does well, but the rest of them sort of flunking pretty hard. Well, I think think because there's not much attacking stats, like it's it's more balanced that way. So you sort of, you know, your attacking hookers would probably go well in Supercoach, but it's more leveled out. There's not going to be a massive blowout from your wing of fullbacks. Well, then again, well, I mean, got like, is, is it one tackle because one point in fantasy, right? Yeah. Same, same for us. So, I mean, for you to make eight tackles is the same as scoring a try. Like, you know, yeah, you exactly. Tackles yeah. to have the same thing yeah, for a hooker and mm. supercoach. So it's a massive difference there. It's a big why. disparity. We've talked about Fox Sports, you know, doing the doing the stats for um, supercoach, and you guys have the official. I've always said. You know, no matter what fantasy game you play, you should use the official scoring, but that's beside the point. Um, uh, Nathan Hindmarsh, obviously, uh, back in the day, was an absolutely epic NRL fantasy player, but that's because he was famous for his third man in flops. <laughs> the flops yeah. Um, yeah. The Fox Sports don't credit that with the tackle. So oh. the tackle stats in Supercoach are actually far lower. So not only are they proportionately less valuable in Supercoach, someone who might make 60 tackles, uh, like a Jaden Braley or someone like that in fantasy, might only get credited with 47 or something like that in Supercoach because they're really strict on the third man in, um, you know, getting credit for the tackle. Is that the same? They have some sort of interpretation of like a dominant tackler. So usually first or second guy in, you know, actually affects the tackle. So some guy coming in third man in, just flopping on like a hindy, uh, won't get points for that. You know, that doesn't deserve one point, according to Fox, Fox can, Sports. I suppose that would be a massive grey area as well. Like, you're going, come on, it was effective. You know, he's put weight on him, he stopped him. So I got to be pretty shit for him. And grey areas is, 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 <laughs> is both the best and worst part of Supercoach. <laughs> I try not to pay attention to the scoring because I hear so many people complaining about the scoring. Oh, he should have got that, he should have got this. I try not to look at the scoring throughout it or even pay to him any, like, Attention to what scores what. I just try to look watch at the stats. Footy, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And just sort of 
accept it. Otherwise, it'll do your head in. You know <laughs> particularly, I mean? particularly with try assists, you know, if 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 you're passing mm. it through the hands, not only do you get a twelve point try assist, you get eight points for the line break assist as well. And there was an infamous um, weekend about four years ago. Jonathan Thurston got four dodgy try assists. And even Tom Sanchez, the super coach guru, actually tweeted out, guys, don't be making vice captain, you know, captaincy decisions based on JT score. He could lose the triasis. He lost all four triasis, which was about 80 points. So you, did, okay. so you guys get um, recaps as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's been notoriously bad in the past. They have gotten better, better mm. at that in terms of the, the score updates. Right, but we're meant to be talking up Supercoach. Supercoach highs are higher, but the lows are lower. It's more volatile. Wolf, do you have an email? Like for us in, in fantasy, if we don't agree, we can email this and get them to check it. Like, and they'll come yeah, back. That, Usually they'll tell you to go away. We, but. we don't technically have that email. Um, some of us know Tom Sanksen's email, though, and <laughs> we don't send it to Tom just because he can't. He's just the masthead kind of. He's the okay. figurehead guy. He doesn't have any actual influence over the scoring, and, and we have to keep reminding people of that. You got to complain but somewhere, think, though. Come on. <laughs> well, I think that, and maybe if I can explain this way, like you guys with your triassis, it's whoever delivers the pass, right? It's pretty simple. Well, like, no, but that, I think they've, it's try involvement now. So they oh, actually, okay. that's where the McGray era has sort of been brought in. So uh-huh. Ponga has like, is it, if he engaged a line and passed it on and someone else just taps it on to him, it used to be just that one person, but Ponga actually gets that try assist now. Right, because that's something that Supercoach has done for ages. Like Fox Sports like to do try assists like that, so it's not always the last pass. Try and, um, and one thing they always do, and, and hence why fullbacks are so good, is they will credit the try assist to the fullback who often sweeps around by, you know, the sweep play creates checks for man and then they if they throw a pass out, you know, if they cut out one person, you know, that's instant try assist, line break assist areas, even though there might be two further passes afterwards. Yeah, right. Uh, it, it's pretty ugly and that's why there's so much, you know, controversy over some of the scoring decisions, which we have no control over. But, yeah, it's part of the fun, I think, sometimes. As long as you, you take your hands-off approach like Timmy does, uh, it's probably a lot less stressful. The problem uh, makes someone that- like me. I, I like to look at the numbers. I like to break down and analyze that type of stuff. <laughs> I can get a little bit worked up sometimes and, and frustrated, but I do feel like because of how close they look at, it, I've got pretty good read on most of it. And and like now at this stage, I'm, you know, I won't say I'm always right, but a lot of the time I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to get taken away or that's not, and I can make decisions based off that. That's handy to have that ability. <laughs> I, I don't have that. So, so Jimmy just asked me, and then he doesn't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, well, so I'll, I'll just, gonna get I'll that just or be not? shooting you a message, Will, if uh, in Supercoach now. Is, am I going to lose that? I'll be, I'll be shooting Tim messages. You get, Mate, just do whatever you feel. It's, it's, yeah, it's sure. the vibe of it. It's the vibe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Definitely the vibe of it. It'd be good to see, actually, you'd be, if you could tee it up somewhere, or if, if it just... Um, just fruitions into this. So you and Wilf and Tim in the final, uh, both like one and two, and then just sort of seeing their nerves on the day to win the Supercoach next year <laughs> and see the different Wilf's daily preparations. Like an abacus and all sorts of calculators <laughs> and like some sort of strings drawing towards there and I'm just sitting back in a hammock going, 
yeah, man. <laughs> Which is funny, right? Because you're the one, like, you know, you're the one who gets more anxious about the scoring and stuff. Yeah, no, somehow. yeah. I act like I'm cool about it, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there with my little notebook. I've got a little notebook and I'm like, oh, notebook. I'm, I'm lucky enough to have never had that problem, boys. Yeah, so same here, Joe. It, it feels great. Yeah. You know, when you get kicked out, no responsibility towards the end of the season. It's lovely. It's lovely. Yeah, I just dispense the advice. <laughs> hey, boys, can we talk about looping? And how that works, because in our game we can only loop. We can loop, but we can't loop because our captain and vice captain get us locked immediately. Your so one for is us, a lot different. Um, our vice captain, basically, the the idea between the captain and vice captain is if the captain doesn't play, vice captain gets the double points instead. So for us, we can change our captaincy and our vice captaincy after the the the, the round has started. Yeah. So you guys get locked as soon as you know first game locks out, right? Yep. Correct. So you know. Especially in head to head, you're you're mucking around playing my games. You're captaining, <laughs> you know. Everyone knows you're probably captaining Turbo or, or Pappenhausen or someone like that. But you might have the armband on, you know, Payne Haas. I- I'm going to play it safe or something like that. And then you might throw the vice captaincy on someone who plays up plays early. And if they go large, what we can do is because we can make changes, we can captain enough. So Joe mentioned enough who won't play, won't step on the field. So they're going to get a guaranteed zero, which means our vice-captain then gets the double points. Yep. So, you know, that's how we can do that, what we call the vice-captain loophole, which is sometimes dangerous, like Joe alluded to, when the, your captain or your, your so-called vice-captain ends up having four trices taken away <laughs> and then you've, you've looped a 20 instead of a 120 or whatever. So it can pr- get pretty risky in that sense. And I um, find that's obviously back in the day NRL Fantasy had – the loophole was viable and then they kind of closed it by instituting that kind of uh, VC and C lock. Have you found, you know, in the last two years of COVID that that's really kind of sometimes screwed stuff over? Because if you've got a Thursday night game, you know, it's a long time until Sunday with COVID protocols and, and some of the laid outs and fitnesses that you're often kind of Otherwise, it might be Saturday, news comes out that who was going to be your captain uh, on the Sunday is out. In Supercoach, you'd have the opportunity to change it up, but you're kind of screwed in mm-hmm. fantasy. Corpus, Does that happen often? Corpus, you want to take that one? Yeah, that's a massive bummer. That was the biggest one that I hated going over to fantasy and diving right in. And I guess that just makes it even more important to make sure you nail down a, a good VC option because... It does come into play sometimes. I guess also um, you got to just really dive in and um, do your research just to make sure there's no injury cloud. Um, but, I mean, last year it was just you go VC, Cleary, and um, C, Cap, uh, Turbo, and it was you just risk risk it because if it wasn't those two, then um, it was daylight. Big time. I think we were lucky. Nathan Cleary didn't get hurt until later and well, after Origins, well, at Origins, sorry. So for, what, one and a half years, we were lucky that we could bride Cleary out without having to worry too much about him being out. So, And then once he was out, we just got straight onto Turbo, who proved he was healthy. So I think we were lucky on our... It was kind of more good luck than good management, I think, with the captaincy. Oh, okay. Interestingly, because, again, you know, the highs are, are higher because of the scoring system in Supercoach. Wilf uh, sat next to me in Magic Round on, on the Sunday <laughs> and having, um, you know, we'd all had a couple of drinks. You know, we'd met, met a few of our champs, you know, our, our, through our Patreon, all that different stuff, so things were going well. 
uh, Wolf Captain Ryan Pappenhausen in Magic Round, and of course, oh, uh, yes. Phil, Phil Mayono had something to say about his viability as a captain, knocking him out up. 20 minutes in. Uh, and then he, uh, Wolf had to sit next to me while Nathan Cleary broke the record all time <laughs> super coach point scoring. And quite literally, wow. there was, there was a <laughs> 206 point difference between Pappenhausen, who got injured, and and Nathan Cleary, and then I obviously got double as captain. So <laughs> not not a particularly good uh, yeah. as a ground for Will. So my captain with the doubled score scored 44, and Joe scored 450 something. Jesus, gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah, 4.52 to be precise. Well, I mean, I, I couldn't remember. Just sure. curious, how many times has he brought that up? Oh, I can't say it's be the first. Well, uh, last year was such an anomaly, right? So, <laughs> so Cleary hit 200 twice. Um, oh, you mean how brought that up story? Oh, yeah, look, only, yeah. only 200 times. <laughs> the same that, amount of points as Cleary got. Pretty much. <laughs> Anytime the name... Uh, the, the word Cleary comes up, or Fui Maono, or Pappenhausen, and then it some, somehow segues Magic into that round story. Magic Round, or Abracadabra. Just like me and Jake Granville, right? <laughs> the other fun thing about how, like, you know how you guys have your captains locked, everything else must be kind of locked to some extent as well with the rest of the rotation, is it, in your team? Like, could you have, once you've picked your team, No, you, you can change your – it's a rolling lockout. So okay, you can sure. still so change your play, just not your actual captain or, or VC. Because I always feel that's interesting because you guys could even reverse your trades mid-round, right? Yeah, if you, if you trade and you didn't like it, you, you can go back. I think there. it's locked, isn't it, Corbs? No, you can reverse it. You Before just got to make sure. He's if not you played. Change, so if you changed someone and they played in an earlier Friday then night game, done. then you can't reverse that trade because it sort of wants you to go back and go to the original um, where they were, um, and it just might not work out. But uh, yeah, you d- you can definitely go back on that trade if it's if um, money if works and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. If the players aren't locked in and haven't played earlier in the in the evening or the weekend. Okay, nice boys. To wrap things up, why don't we do this? I want two tips for round one from the each of you, and then maybe a cheapie you're all looking at. So we'll start at the top of the room. Wolf, why don't you give us two tips for the punters for round one? I think for Supercoach 2022, um, my first tip is to make sure you've got, from your starting 25, you've got as many playing players as possible so don't fill up with nuffs, basically. I think if you can have 25, go with 25. I would probably have no more than you know one or two uh, non-active players from round one. And, and if you're going to go with someone, you'd pick someone who's, um, like who, who's enough. Make sure they're going to be someone who eventually play, like maybe like a Brendan Piakura or a... Jack Howlett or something like that. Nice. Nice. Has that always been a strategy, Will, or is that more so now with COVID ball? Uh, I think with Supercoach, there's always been like, there's definitely been some winners in the past who've started out with maybe only 20 or 21 active players out of 25. So they've strengthened their starting squad at the result of potentially having less money available to them. I just think with the way 2022 is looking, the whole COVID situation, you want to have depth. You want to have people you can plug in in the event of a laid out or, or things like that. So uh, I definitely think you're going to need those extra players there. And otherwise, my only other tip probably is make sure you get two gun fullbacks from round one. I love it. Timmy, moving That's to you. Tip. Give me two tips, my man. Ooh, two tips. All right, all right, all right. Um, Actually, I saw one in your paper, your article the other day, and you go take one day off from Supercoach. How do you do that, <laughs> mate? 
Oh, I have to, man. I have to do it. No, like if I don't do it, it like I can't. I don't even want to look at Supercoach, touch Supercoach. Anyone wants to ask me about Supercoach, they want to talk about it. You know what I mean? I have yeah. to have it again because I'm just so intense the rest of the week. Um, even when I'm not thinking about it, I'm thinking about it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I have to have that Monday. And even on that Monday, I have like it sort of washed to my come to my mind. I'm like, go away, go away. You know, you <laughs> can't have it. Don't think about Supercoach. So yeah, look, maybe I'd say yeah, have have a day off Supercoach or have a day off Fantasy just to reset, and that way you don't make any um, bad decisions on the run. Um, and my second uh, tip will be um, if he's fit and available, round one start with Cleary. Mm, I like it. Now, lucky and, last. And you wanted a cheapie? Oh no, no, I'll, I'll come back to you. I'll get Joe's, right. and then we'll do it around the circle again. Spoken Joe? like a true Panthers tragic there, Timmy. Um, <laughs> for me, uh, just taking a broader view, and maybe this is relevant for fantasy as well, but um, what COVID obviously changed a lot of stuff. PVL's changed a lot of stuff with the rules. What we saw with the trials uh, last week was the, the penalty within your own 40 metres yep. really has slowed the game down. So, um, you know, there were a lot of players that just really benefited off the speed of the game and, and kind of made hay while the sun shone. I think the, the speed will slow down a little bit. Um, and what all, and my second tip would be, um, usually in Supercoach, you can rely on a, on a reasonably steady stream of base price cheapies coming through in the year. So you've got a, you've got a kind of a, you know, Fantasy, just like Supercoach, you play the stock market as well with player values, right? You know, you buy low, you sell high, all that different stuff. Um, I think so many players got blooded last year because of all the COVID issues that that otherwise would be kind of rookies now and base price players now. So the players that are outside a fully fit 17 aren't going to be in Supercoach. It's 175K. I'm not sure what it is in Fantasy. Um but those players have played two or three games last year because the squads were so large and they had to go so deep with all the injuries and suspensions. So there isn't going to be the steady stream of cash cows this year, I don't think, uh, in Supercoach. So you've got to really make sure that you've got your kind of value engine going from round one, that your team value is building and, and you've got guys appreciating in value because you're not going to have someone come in mid-year and be 175k base price cheapy and go up to 500k. Like, I'd be surprised if there's going to be too many of them, if any at all. So um, team value, you need to get right from the start. Beautiful. All right, boys, one cheapy to finish the night. Will, why don't you kick us off? Oh, uh, one cheapy, I think uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start at the top. Chris Randall, um, I suppose it's starting hooker. It's going to be hard not to start with him, basically, at the price of, uh, for Supercoaches, 245500 So, yeah, pretty pretty simple one there. Nice. Tim? I'm going to go uh, Brendan, I think it is, Piacura from um, the Broncos. I think he's out week one um, for, through suspension, I think it is. Or is it, yeah, is it suspension. suspension. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was watching his junior highlights, and he's ridiculous. He's off his head, man. He's going to... He's going to rip and tear. I'm really excited for him to burst onto the scene. Yeah, I like him. He, look, he reminds me of Britton Nakora, actually, a lot, just wearing a headgear. Nakora, yeah. I, thought it got, I sort of got a little bit of um, David Fafita vibes, actually. Wow, that's just, even better. Yeah, I actually got that sort of just like, 
bossy sort of and just the hard lines. Yeah, I don't, I, we'll see how it goes. See how it goes. Nice. But he, was, he looked like a beast compared to these other kids he was playing against. We'll see how he go against, goes against men, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Now, Joe, wrap us up, mate. What's your chippy? Uh, it's on the obvious side, boys, but Lachlan Ilias for Souths. Um, you know, if for no other reason that Souths have got, you know, what we all think is going to be a pretty dominant pack. So, you know, being a um, being a half running behind that pack, you're going to have plenty of space and you know, there's worse things you can do. But then uh, hand the ball off to Cody Walker and get some get some assists um, from there. So, yeah, I think Lachlan Ilias, um, you know, pretty much a base price cheapy and is a no-brainer assuming he's named in round one. Nice. Now, Andy, Corby, I'm going to open the floor to you. One question each if you want it before we lose the boys. Ooh, okay. Uh, actually, Corby, have you got one? I'll, I'll be thinking of one in the next 10 seconds. Yeah, I'll, I'll be <laughs> listening spot. to um, the Supercoach potties and uh, the big talk is a no-brainer just going the uh, Pappenhausen Teddy over the Turbo at fullback because you, it's one of the toughest ones, isn't it? Because that's where you get your big points. Just knowing how good Turbo is, I think I wanted to get – I'm going to start with Cleary – but I'm thinking Pappy and Teddy. What's your thoughts at fullback? I think it's going to be a really popular combination. Um, you know, we, on this podcast anyway, we've spoken multiple times about um, perhaps and Teddy probably being the optimal starting combo. Uh, the only question mark to that is, you know, there's these rumours that Bellamy still keeps trying to stoke and, 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 you know, build up that Pappenhausen might not be there round one. <laughs> Um, I, I, I think it's a bit of smoke and mirrors, honestly. I, I Nick Meany season, boys. Nick Meany season. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe's a big Nick Meany fan. Oh, so, so is uh, Corbs. That's yeah. right. Hey. I, I, tried to, I tried to spin the narrative on our pod and got shut, <laughs> I got shut down big time by the boys. I mean, same with me, mate, but but I'm the host of the, of the Champs podcast, <laughs> so I, I tend to direct the traffic. So I keep directing it down Nick Meany lane. <laughs> We yeah, look, him, we I think with with the rumours for Pappenhausen being out, like, a lot of people starting to look more about <laughs> a, at a you know Turbo and Teddy combo, or even like Turbo and Xavier Savage if he gets the start. Like those are the kind of ways. But uh, I'm very closely leaning out. I've got I've got Turbo and Pappy at the moment. Uh, Turbo and Teddy at the moment, just because of that Pappy info. I've got a team <laughs> with with um, I don't have Query in it though. So, but I've got I figured if I got Turbo instead of Query, oh, look, I don't know. It's a pretty messy team now. My props are pretty light. I've got Jacob Siafidi, which I'm not too upset with, but I've got Bullimore there. I don't really like that. You talked talked about um, the disparity in Turbo's average scores last year. I mean, there's no better way to explain it that Turbo's quite literally half a million dollars more expensive than Teddy in Supercoach to start with. And I know you talk about that $10 million salary cap being more than the 9.4, but, you know, you you have to tighten your belt in round one and get maximum bang for buck, and um, it's it's pretty hard to justify as amazing as Turbo is. You know, half a million bucks is is the difference between a base price cheapie and another kind of premium gun in your side. Yeah, if he wasn't scoring 140 as an average each week, you'd be pretty upset. Like you'd be be annoyed getting 100 out of him. It'd be like ah, yeah, I got it wrong. You know what I mean? So yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Let's let's be real. Like being upset over a hundred average is ridiculous. But that's what it is. I'm paying 143 for it. <laughs> I found me question. I think it's a good one too. 
we'll just be quickly wrap it up. It's so better be good now. With the five trades, are you sort of going to try and save that to, to get a full team for both buy rounds? Is that sort of something you sort of look towards or would you sort of uh, save or have a few empties on the, on the uh, team? For me, I think I'm going to keep them up my sleeve and just wait and see what happens. Like I want them as security if the does go crazy with COVID. Even if it doesn't, it might be real handy to sort of make moves towards the back end of the season yep. when you've got three trades. I reckon saving oh them. God, Sorry about that. It's just um, Roger from Family Guys, my text. <laughs> um, saying something about shenanigans, which is pretty much me wrapped up. Um, yeah, so, yeah, look, I don't even know what I was talking about now. I just got distracted. I'm really self-conscious about my, my um, ringtones and stuff like that. You give away too much about yourself, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, nothing wrong with Roger. Nothing wrong with Roger. <laughs> I, I think um, for us, because it, it's really hard to get a full team uh, for any buy round, let alone both. So for I think I'll still save one of my two um, five trade boosts for each buy round. So that's two of my five will be used in those rounds. Yeah. They give us an extra trade anyway, but then this way we might have four trades for that round so we can get, you know, four players who are definitely named and playing. So I'm leaning towards using it that way. But I, I think that's the really interesting about super, uh, really interesting thing about Supercoach this year is that no one's had these rules before. It's all brand new. So yeah, okay. everyone's starting from that you know, same position basically. So it'll be really interesting to see who adjusts best. Nice. Nice. Well, gentlemen, an absolute honour to have you on the podcast today. Before we let you leave, get following the boys, Supercoach Champions, wherever you get your podcast. You can find the boys, Twitter, NRLSC underscore champions. You can find Wolford at CatfishSC. Joe Fitzgerald at Serge Buster. That's pretty, that's right, right, Joe? That's It is, mate. It perfect. Is. And Timmy, where are the ladies sending the DMs, my man? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, the uh, SC Lurker. Not 041. SC Lurker. 041. Oh, you're on my mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, man. I've got too many prank calls. Gets up to a shim shenanigans. Well, boys, absolute pleasure. <laughs> Wolf, thanks for setting it up, my man. No, thanks for having us on. It's really good. And obviously, what we're doing is we're doing a reciprocal yeah. episode. So, you guys are going to teach us about NRL fantasy. So, it's going to be a lot of fun when we. Sit down and record that one. Awesome. Timmy, thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks for having us on. Absolute pleasure. And Joe, lucky last, our favourite man. Thank you for your time tonight as well, man. Cheers, boys. Don't sleep on Nick Manny. <laughs> like Wolf said, we'll have the reciprocal coming up next. So it's going to be a part B. So stay tuned for that. G'day, uh, goodbye, guys. Sorry. Right. <laughs>